Welcome to the Better Results Podcast by Obsidian Solutions. Hello, everyone. My name is Aaron Pfeiffer. I'm the host of the Better Results Podcast. And today, my guest is the founder of a company that has done digital marketing for Heartland, LexisNexis, Breaks Plus, and many other recognizable companies. Tyler Horsley is also a natural teacher and provides the best digital marketing advice I've heard in 30 minutes or less, from how to vet companies on to what website builders you should be using, and most importantly, security tips for your website management. So without further ado, Tyler Horsley. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again today. My name is Aaron Pfeiffer of Obsidian Solutions, and my guest today, Tyler Horsley, founder of Nuclear Networking. Tyler has a background in federal intelligence and has worked with agencies such as the IRS and Homeland Security. And he's taken some of that knowledge and that background and has applied it since 2010 for marketing on small and medium-sized businesses, large businesses even, correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. So Tyler, tell us a little bit about yourself beyond that. <laughs> beyond that? Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess just uh, kind of the way I found my way into the space was I really liked talking to people, liked educating people, and um, always had an affinity for anything and everything technology and computers and, yeah. and, and kind of a mischievous nature as well. And this, <laughs> honestly, this industry kind of allows me to utilize all those types of things. So oh, I, I bet. use investigative tools and those types of things to kind of deconstruct competitor strategies and more, but right. Yeah. So yeah, but here we are Been here since 2010 and, um, uh, located in Denver. Um, we do serve worldwide. And so like you, you kind of mentioned earlier, anything from local SMBs to, um, you know, international market entry clients and more. So, right. But yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's fantastic. It's a nice broad spectrum. Yeah. So, so our goal of the day today is to talk specifically about marketing mm -hmm. and educating our business owners out there. What right. should you be doing? What can you be doing? And taking advantage of the fact that you love to educate people. Right? Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. So let me just seed you off first off by saying digital marketing. Yeah, that's a broad spectrum. Give yep. us a little bit of definition around your specific expertise and where nuclear networking focuses so that mm -hmm. our, our listeners actually understand where you're coming from. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's, I like the way that you position that question because I think when people talk about digital marketing, everyone has a tendency both in the industry and outside of the industry to kind of mesh it all into one thing right. where they just say, oh, it's digital marketing. That must be what I need. That's what I've heard I need. And when in actuality you have, you know, on-site copywriters, storytellers, social media managers, advertising, you know, folks, influencers, thought leaders, you have, you know, all these acronyms that we'll probably talk about a little bit today, SEO, PPC, SEM, <laughs> right. and, and just a whole slew of things. And so um, I think, you know, just digital marketing as a whole, it's really important for, for maybe listeners out there uh, that may be less familiar with what they need in small business to really identify specific segments of digital marketing that might be more helpful to them. And mm -hmm. we can talk about it a little bit more uh, into the show here, but um, yeah. So for example, nuclear networking only focuses on uh, search engine optimization. Okay. Um, SEO. SEO, right. Yeah. So more <laughs> acronyms. Um, PPC, uh, which is pay-per-click. Now some folks might call that SEM. So SEM is just search engine marketing, and honestly, since it's a, it's not necessarily a regulated, it's it's more or less a community regulated space. If you think about it, you can't go to school for terms like this where they identify what should and shouldn't be SEO. For right. example, um, for some people, SEO is is uh, content writing, 
and that's it. And it, it or it's updating, you know, the meta descriptions and title tags and all these things that you hear that right that to, some to get use. Google or whoever it might sure. be to find more words or keywords on right. your site. That's right. where you're optimizing the searches. Sure, right. Yeah, and and then to others it might just be backlink building. And so I mean, there's a lot of different variations and translations of what people believe they're 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 paying for. Right. Which I think it's it's definitely worth clarifying at some point here too. Is is like. What is it? You know, because you could go to a company and, and both companies are offering the same acronym. Right. One's charging fifteen thousand a month and the other's charging three hundred. Right. What's the difference? And so Well and, and it is so broad, right? Backlink building alone. Right. I mean there's white hat and there's black hat, right? There's yeah, there's what's absolutely. acceptable and what's not acceptable. So are they coming in and they're doing black hat? They're right. just getting these links and not validating them, they're right. not tied to you, and that's actually gonna hurt your rankings. Right. Yep. And it might help in the short term, but I think um, one of the biggest dangers is, one of the biggest things I've just seen is, and again, I'll kind of position myself as an educator for, for this, but people might know enough to be dangerous. And, and they say, well, I, I own a local business. I know that I need to show up on Google somehow. And I, I know I get the concept of paying per click and you know that definitely gets expensive. Uh, then you run into other things like brand encroachment where competitors can actually advertise and show up when right. people type in your brand or click you out and cost money and so I mean that's the option they have or it's earn it organically and, and just hope right. that the SEO company is doing it with integrity and, right you know because if you don't have the knowledge base how do you know if the links are black hat or white hat and, right you know so those are problems so, so let's dive into that a little bit if I'm a business owner I want to start getting my Google listings out there mm -hmm. I want to start doing some of that how should I go about vetting some of these different companies what are some of the metrics that I should be looking for to know sure. you're reputable you're not five hundred dollars versus fifteen thousand dollars sure what does that scope even look like it's so brand it is it is really broad so first thing I would always uh, I would always recommend people do is shop around all the time and and when folks come to us for example here in Denver uh, regardless of where they find us, I speak as if they are shopping around, and I plan on it. I would, as a business owner, you absolutely need to know, um, you know, what's out there, how much it costs, you know, kind of like a doctor, getting right. multiple uh, points of feedback. And um, what you're going to get if you shop around in the space is you're going to hear a lot of um, the same types of acronyms as we mentioned already. You should hear some consistency in what people hope. That these acronyms will do for you, right? Um, but you're also going to start hearing different opinions in the space, and and I think that's important for any business owner, whether they're right or wrong opinions, just to get a feel for what people are selling, what people are talking about, um, what's popular now. Right. Um, also, what that will do is it's going to help you really clearly determine the entire cycle. I mean, more than just the acronyms that people are selling. From a personality perspective, you're going to get to know how will I be treated here. Right. When I talk to a salesperson, did they hurry up and try to get me on the call? And, and if I didn't know what I was talking about or didn't show interest right away, they kicked me off. How has their, I mean, really basic business skills, but right. how has their response rate been? Are they nice? Do they seem educated? Um, can they answer my questions? Like really basic stuff. Right. How do they present their analysis? That's super important in our space. And I'm, I'm our own worst critic because I, we work in the space that is always questioned all the time. You know, right. people are like, what am I buying? What am I getting? And so at every single question, every time I'm asked something like that, we try to um, kind of build an answer for the future client. And right. so we've kind of built this process that allows that. But that's what I would start with. And I know it seems really generic, but get as much information from as many clients or, or companies rather as you can. 
then you're going to start seeing consistency in price point, learning some of the language. And right. um, it should be pretty clear after you've seen a few companies like, man, this company just threw his numbers at me with no explanation. Right. And this one did a whole deconstruct of my competitors and told me everything I should be doing. So, Well, and I think that that's a huge piece. I've seen clients before. They've gone out. They've gotten SEO. They just paid someone that they met at a, a networking group. Sure. Seems like a nice guy. Sure. They promise them the world. Yeah, I'll teach you how to do it. I'll teach you how to modify your website. Sure. And and then you pay them their first six month retainer, whatever it might be. You don't hear Nothing. back from them. Sure. And then yep. you find out you get the black hat, and all of yep. a sudden your website's now delisted. Google yep. totally has you blocked. And yep. good luck building that back up. Yep. Once you do get it cleaned up. Now Google's already delisted you once. You have to yeah. work your way back up to the top right. of the Just search Just to be engine. a baseline. Right. So to add to that, make sure that they've got a background. Make sure yeah. that they have customer approvals and a five-star rating. Cause Credibility. Yeah. Shoot, I could go out and say I'm an SEO expert because I've read a couple blogs yep. on it and I've yep. designed my own website before and yeah. define it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Back so, to the no regulation too. Right. It's like absolutely anybody not. with a website and capability to show up online can can deem themselves an expert. Right. Well, do they have an office? I mean, really right. basic stuff. And and I know, I mean, some you know millennials will kick me out there for that <laughs> right. because there's no need. There's there's actually no need for anyone of us to have an office. But um, credibility is big. It is. And and do read through the reviews. Are they real? Right. This service is good. Five star. I mean, like right, we yeah. work in marketing and reputation management, so people can. <laughs> so some people know how to. People can move those numbers. Some of that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So if, if if you're digging out into this, where where do you think? Where is my money best spent as I get started on my first digital strategy, or maybe even revamping sure. my digital strategy? Is SEO the end mm -hmm. all be all? Should I be doing hiring content writers and right. hoping organically? Right. Is it SEM? What what seems to be the best bang for your buck as you get going? Sure. Well, you know, as a as a business owner, I can say selfishly, like, hey, this is what we really prefer, and this is what we like. But honestly, if you're if you're new to any space and you don't necessarily know your market yet, so I'll just kind of speak to to our journey, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what we would recommend: if anyone comes to us, first we start them with a free competitor deconstruct and free analysis. This is not one of the eighty page reports that you'll get from most SEO companies that. I, I'll just call it, and again, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. There's a lot of knowledge that can be taken from these if you speak that language, but they use a lot of fear marketing. Yeah. It's here's an entire pamphlet of numbers and things you don't understand. You you need this now. Please buy it. And that's not necessarily the approach we like to take. It's, again, more of an educational approach. And so what we show our potential partners is, look, before we even dive into these acronyms and, and numbers and, and here's a pitch and something you need to pay for that you, you're unclear on, one, what, are your competitors even doing this? Right. Right? Because if you own a, I don't know, uh, a nationwide printing company, for example, and, and you're, you're shooting off like Vistaprint or something like that, your go-to-market strategy is going to be far different than John the Plumber down yeah. the street yeah. who, who's not trying to capture Florida through Texas through California. He just cares about 10 miles around him, just wants local audience, wants to wants to build a loyal customer base. So, I mean, his so, services are going to be far different than than the international printer. Right. So, so right off the bat, you need yeah. to define your marketing yep. strategy. You need yep. to understand, are you going national or are you going just your zip code? Right. Or are you going for a metropolis right. or the state? Right. Yep. And that's what that analysis really does. It, it, it's just more, it's less about us. And that's, I think that's the way that any relationship should be with any service-based company in marketing. They should be getting to know you. It's right. all about your business. 
it's their job, yeah, of course, like a transmission mechanic to diagnose the problem and fix it, but they need to hear from you. What car do you drive? You know, what are you trying to achieve or whatever that might look like in marketing? Right. What's your demographics? What are your, um, what's the profile you believe you have? And um, recently, and I'll keep it generic for the, for the timestamp on the video here, but we just talked to a major um, restaurant that's moving into Denver and they wanted to throw 5,000 a month at marketing. Wow. And they're like, we think we need SEO, this, that, and the other. And I, I we said, no, <laughs> like first you should do market research. And here's what we can do for market research. We, we will build profiles for you and tell you the demographics in your area, who's responding, who's converting, who's not, so that you can kind of aim before you just pull the trigger and blow tons of money on marketing and hope that it right. works. That's... Um, so that's what that analysis process kind of entails. I know that's a longer answer. No, but, but that, I think that's yeah. very valuable. And, the, yeah. you know, I talk to different digital marketers on a regular basis. Yeah. Not very many of them talk to the fact of we need to research who you're after first. Right. It is the, oh, we, we should SEO this or we should do. That's great. Yeah. That's the method. Yeah. But how do you know it's going to be effective? Right. You need to know you're hitting the right, right target market first. Yeah. And qualifiers are just as important. Like target market's important, but... If you're a family-owned business mm -hmm. and you're making organic root beer and you you are you're creating this in the back of your kitchen and now you have it on tap, people need to know that story. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It's not just about root beer near me. It's it's family-owned, organic, right down the street, say on Pearl on Wash Park, and and now you're now you're targeting this specific culture. It right. might be some hipsters, right? I like <laughs> but that's root beer. your market, right? Yeah, but that's your market. So knowing the story and why are you different than everybody else is pretty important too. So I, I love that you bring that up. I actually, I just finished listening to an audio book, Talk Like Ted. And yeah. I would say it, it's uh, by, by an individual named Carmine. He's done some mm -hmm. TED Talks and some marketing sure. explanations, all of that. But I would say half of his nine steps were some, some version of you need to be able to tell a story. Right. Tell yeah. everybody your personal story. Get the get people to relate to you. Get them to buy into your brand as opposed mm -hmm. to just selling them a product. Sure. Right. Build that. Like, it's kind of like customer. the Apple. I don't know if he, he used the Apple story at all there, but just that's that's another good one to listen to. It's like, this is our story. This is who we are. This is what we want to do with innovation. Oh, and by the way, we sell computers. Right, right. And it's not the other way around. It's right. not buy my products like the other 14,000 people a day are telling me to do. It's right. We're about creativity and everything yeah. else. Right. And oh, by the way, we have really cool products. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. No, yeah. that's great. Well, so, what, what other industry trends do you see in this space? And I know that that's kind of a big black box because... Sure. Google changes their algorithms all the time, and right. in this space, everything's changing on a monthly basis. But sure, where where in general do you see things going? I've heard some rumors that oh, websites are going to be a thing of the past in five years. Right. What, what do you see? What do you think is some legitimate concerns or opportunities? Sure. Yeah. So I think um, <laughs> kind of kind of answering that question in in a few different parts. One, what I'm about to say is absolutely just my opinion. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super disclaimer. Important. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> so one, um, we talked about automation a little bit right. before this video even started, right? And and I think I think a lot of the processes in the future will be automated. Yeah. I absolutely do. So one, a lot of folks in our space use um, the almighty Google algorithm as a fear marketing tool. And, and to be honest, if you're not in this day-to-day, -day, it should be a little scary because what you're doing right now could be against the rules tomorrow and, and you talked about getting delisted or blacklisted right. or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
most of the algorithm is pretty common sense driven. And, and I actually try to reverse that fear and bring it back down. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, if your site's not mobily responsive and it loads in 20 seconds, now we could we could use Google's algorithm, you know, did an update in September 2017 or whatever that looks like, and, and now all of a sudden you're going to be kicked off. Well, think of it from Google's perspective. They're a business first and foremost. Right. If your site takes 20 seconds to load and 80% of the internet users in your area are millennials or Gen Zs, <laughs> right. they're, they're not, not going to tolerate that. They're not going to tolerate that. They're going <laughs> to leave. And so now you have a skyrocketing bounce rate. Nobody's interested in your content. Google can see that. Right. Every time you show up, 99% of the people leave. Of course you're not going to rank. Right. If you're not mobily responsive, that's where a large majority of the internet surfing still takes place now, is, is on mobile. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, there's obviously more technical um, aspects to that. Um, we use different terms, and you're going to hear a lot of terms in this industry too. Trust flow, citation flow, domain authority. Right. Um, ultimately, it, it's really about building trust. But in terms of the future, I think automation is going to take over quite a bit. Absolutely. Um, and in a great way. Like There will always be a need for somebody to manage the marketing strategy piece. Right. Advertising is never going away. Right. You know that. I mean, that's, that's Google's bread and butter. Um, web design... We don't do web design, <laughs> which I'm. We are absolutely not artists, right? In any way, we are nerds and technicians, which is cool. <laughs> not, not creative, yeah, yeah. More, not, more the hard numbers, yeah. hard results, data driven, <laughs> and and tech. And so, um, man, I see a lot of DIY platforms coming out, yep. and um, I know that there. You, you can't replace the artist's eye. You know what I mean? Right. Like, absolutely. It's like somebody creating a printer to replicate tons of Monet. Mm -hmm. Well, like, cool, you can print paintings, but you didn't paint it. You didn't come up with the original concept. Right, yeah. and so I think there will always be a place for design, but but that's something I'd be a little concerned of. If I, I think I was a web design company, for example, it's like you have all these DIY platforms, Squarespace, mm -hmm. Wix, and, and while I can tell you 20,000 reasons why they're not up to par from an SEO standpoint, the average user is going to see a beautiful, cheap right. alternative to hiring a web design company. So, I mean, a lot of things will change. Um, yeah. Just my opinion. <laughs> but, yeah. Fair but, enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, let me open up that door, too. So, we're talking about some of the different platforms. What What are some of the pros and cons of, say, Wix or, you know, Squarespace? Sure. Um, so, yeah. And, and just to kind of state this, too, um, because, I, you know, sites like Squarespace have vastly improved their optimization capabilities. And again, this is not their original go-to-market plan, or so I imagine, just with the deliverables they put into the market. They're not coming out of the market saying, we need a web design that, that your average Joe can just sit down and design, but also it needs to be really responsive and Google Tag Manager friendly. And they, you know, it's about the web design, first and foremost. Right. And that's why you have like GoDaddy Website Builder, mm -hmm. the drag and drop stuff for, for people to have a brochure, to be able to hand out a card, Say, go to my website. Right. Now when you get into findability and more, you hit some walls. Um, so if you were to work with a company like ours, for example, we ask for your website access. That's not so that we can update words on the back end. I mean, that's super important, but we also ask for FTP or SFTP, which is, in, in most cases, your hosting and your database and right. like really private stuff so that we can do file minification and JavaScript parsing and things that speed up a website's loading time. Right. You can't do that. On, on sites like Wix. And it's smart that they don't allow that because if you allowed every single user, think about the market they're, they're tailoring this for. Right. It's people who are not tech savvy. That's true. You don't right. want them back in, in the back end adjusting their own database and like messing with things. You could crash their whole business. Right. And so I, I absolutely understand where they're coming from, but 
most often what we do, and again, this is totally a styling preference, but um, we found from data uh, since 2010 that WordPress seems to be one of the most SEO-friendly platforms, right. period. Like, it's it's hands down. And, and again, you're going to have people listening or people that, you know, I like Joomla, Drupal, Magento, depends on, absolutely. You know, it depends on what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve. But uh, what we might offer a client, even though we don't do web design, is we might say, look, we have partners. I know you're on Wix. You like doing this yourself. Did you know you can actually still drag and drop and, and design from the front end from Divi on WordPress? Yeah. Most will say no. I had no idea. Um, if I could get you, we call them site flips, an introduction to a partner, and he could move you over to an SEO-friendly platform, and you still get all the, you know, bells and whistles you like, and you don't have to pay annually anymore. Right. Most people like that, and of so it's course. just about educating, bridging the gap, not trying to take them away from their comfort, but that's. That's what I would say about platform diversity and, and preference. And again, my opinion comes from a nerd and optimization opinion, <laughs> right. not necessarily design. So the it's the probably... technical piece to yeah. it. But you, you hit a point, and I want to emphasize this because I think I think it's brilliant. It's it's that your website are you using it as a business card, or is you are you using it as a lead generation, sure. a yeah. marketing tool, right? And the difference that that may seem abstract, but the difference being, for example, I wrote a book. Uh, small business marketing. Yeah. For me, that's a business card book. That's something right. I can go down, I can sit down with and say, hey, here you go. A sure. little bit of information, it's educational, right. come check it out. It's the same as, say, what you're saying with Wix or Squarespace. Right. It's it's there, it's my business card, you can find out a little bit more, yeah. but like I'm going to brochure. give it to you. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you're going online and you're using something like Wordspace, or, sorry, WordPress, right. Uh, if you're using WordPress and you're tying, you want people to find this. You're doing the SEO. Mm -hmm. You are doing the back end piece right. to make it run faster because you're hoping more people are going to find it organically right. or through searches yep. as opposed to you telling them with a business card, come check out my website. Yeah. Right. You will, but right. that's not where the bulk of your, your clientele is going to come mm -hmm. in from. And I think that's really key. Be honest with how are you really marketing your right. website. I think a different way of putting it too is you know, if you're not concerned with showing up or if you are using a Wix or something like that. And they do. They'll they'll offer. You know, GoDaddy does this for seventy bucks a month. You can have an SEO package, right? Which ironically just allows your site to be indexed by Google. It's oh, really? Very basic. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, now we'll allow you to be found. It's like, why did you not why allow me to, not to begin with? There, right? <laughs> but um, I would say like brochure sites or non-optimized sites are more for referral-based businesses. Right. Hey, I know you, or I'm in some sort of a group, and you, you know, pass around cards, and now you can look at me. Um, I'd say. WordPress and, and other sites that need to be optimized are for non-referral based business models. If you're a plumber, if somebody somebody says emergency plumbing near me now, you want to be found right. for that for that guy. Or if cars for sale, you Ferrari of Denver, you gotta show up, you know? Right. So um, that's probably the, the core differences that I've noticed. I like that. Yeah, no, that's a so. that's a great way to break that down and explain that. So so we've talked a little bit about the websites. Um, what about security? You know, you're going through, you're creating yep. a website. You're like you said, we're handing off some really sensitive information, right. all your login information, right. all that for your business. Mm -hmm. Are there best practices as far as what I should be giving somebody that's working on my site? Are there best right. practices towards how do I defend my site against hackers sure. and websites? Sure. You know that piece to it. Yep. Yeah. So um, when when we start looking at security, so there's two pieces that I that really stick out to me. So one is obviously when you're giving information to any web company that you work with, make sure that they have clear-cut policies in place that protect you, right? Uh, that make sure that there's no clear identification of 
hey, you know, your stuff's gone. Right. Um, so that's something that we have in place. Um, it's, it's almost kind of an accountability clause, which is like if anything happens under our command that falls under these things, we fix it. Right. right? Or we do protect it. You know, so an SSL, you know, basic things on their site, you need an SSL um, or, or things like, so for example, we use, and I'm not pitching this company, but we use Gravity Forms mm -hmm. and we have a secure form submission thing. So any of our folks, uh, partners or anything, we accept credit cards online, those types of things. Right. You have to be PCI compliant. You have to have these qualifiers on your page. Um, look for those things, you know, uh, so that's pretty important just to collect your, you know, your information um, as it's passing through the web. But, you know, as they're, they're moving forward ongoing, there's a lot of attacks that can affect SEO, for example, like malware. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see a website gain 50,000 backlinks overnight and the traffic will shoot. And now they're ranking for crazy things that, you know, they wouldn't want to be right. ranking for. So um, whoever is hosting you, you know, if you're, if you're self-hosting, if you're on GoDaddy or if you're on HostGator or whatever your thing is, Google, Ask about security. It's right. super important, you know, and and that's not necessarily going to be a marketing company's responsibility. They'll keep your information secure and be secure in, in how they operate. But I mean, database security and, and website security to prevent you from being hacked, um, that is something that I, I'm kind of trailing over this direction, but something I've noticed being in business for man, eight years is sometimes folks will say, well, you're doing our marketing. Aren't you also... The web designer, the security guy, the right. IT guy, it's like, no, <laughs> no. Be, be very clear on what your service companies provide you. It's just like, you know, your your cable is not your electric bill. It's it's totally different. So right. it's something worth investigating in and um, Googling <laughs> how to secure my website, what companies can help me do this. And so anyway, yeah, no, very no. important. That's all really good information. And, and as far as logins, is there any really particular best practice before I, oh hi hi Tyler right. you want all my login sure. information I mean is there any really good best practices should I make a dummy absolutely. account something along those lines absolutely well for one don't use password as your password <laughs> they just did polls I just saw this and you know this is 2018 now and oh my gosh the amount of people that still use password right. password <laughs> blows my mind but um okay so yeah practices if you're working so for example if you do have a WordPress account um and you work with a service company of any sort, anyone who needs access to your account, don't give them your login information. Create a user. Right. You can do this on the back end very simply. If you're working with, say for example, GoDaddy has WordPress hosting. Call GoDaddy. By the way, people like or dislike GoDaddy in our space. It's, you know, in, in their hosting, I, I won't mention any of that. I'm a huge fan of virtual private servers. I believe if you're gonna host yeah. anything, Make sure it's an it's a unique instance. It's yours. You're not sharing this bandwidth with forty other, um, forty other sites. And, right. and to be very real for this video as well, like there's been many times where we find other sites and they're not ranking extremely well. And I mean, this is a micro part of SEO, but it's like, did you know you were being you you were shared you're sharing hosting with an adult content website? No, <laughs> no I didn't know that. Well, you are. And if you're on HostGator, if you're on GoDaddy, if you're on some of those mainstream platforms, that's how they give you hosting so cheap. You're on the same server, so right. to speak, as, as a lot of other, lot of other platforms. Yeah. So that's something worth looking at, but um, they have killer support, GoDaddy. And if you're hosting WordPress uh, with them, they'll pick up the phone, they'll be super happy to help you out. They can help you create another user mm -hmm. or an admin or something like that for people to get in. Um, in many cases, 
you can ask your service providers. I'd encourage everyone to install an activity monitor for me. Mm -hmm. So if anyone does anything and our site goes down, there's a so-and-so logged in at this point in time and they caused the site to crash. And um, just that accountability piece is super important. I just really encourage setting that expectation for accountability with anybody you work with online. Yeah. It's digital. It's all trackable. All right. of it. If they don't know how to track it, they might not be the right company to work with. Right. right. Yeah. So absolutely. anyway, yeah. But. No, that's that's great. Well, and and on this whole security note too, let's let's talk just real briefly. I, we're coming close on time here, but let's let's tie in a little bit about your your security background and 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 sure. that piece. I'm just curious yeah. how what what makes you make that transition over and are there any sure. really good insights knowing that mm -hmm. that world that industry compared to marketing sure i'd say um yeah so just to kind of answer those in segments again but in a story fashion i think the thought process the mentality and in a lot of that education translated extremely well for me so just just weird types of things and again um not necessarily directly just the technical aspects of SEO, but even right. being in sales and education, um, behavior detection training and high-risk disclosure training and those types of things where you're trained to tell if people are lying you know, over the phone, for example, or you right. watch body language and you watch how people respond. So, I mean, obviously those things can play a role in educating and like seeing if somebody's understanding things or not, but nuclear networking services as a whole things that we've been able to really apply is is some of the methodologies but without the, obviously we're not using federal intelligence tools to do marketing right but we can deconstruct entire competitor strategies mm -hmm. so for example if you're new to marketing or you're new to and i'm going to close it in seo or ppc or some of these acronyms if you're new to that it's important not only to know what should i be doing but it's important to know what are my competitors doing right and more importantly to, to kind of do apples to apples here if you engage with a company and they say, we've developed this custom thing for you and we hope it works and part of marketing is A-B testing, which it is. Right. I mean, it's literally, you throw darts in a direction you know they should stick and you, <laughs> right. you know. Right, see if they do. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but what we do, we, we do a little bit different approach. So we do an entire competitor deconstruct. All this stuff is free. We do this for, for our future partners. Um, what are they doing now and what's working? Because if you can start from your competitor's best performing keywords, their best performing ad copy since the existence of their business online, what they're paying for that's worked and what they're paying for that hasn't, and then you create a strategy around that, right. you just saved yourself thousands of dollars of market research. And so that's kind of the stance that we take and that's how we've been able to kind of integrate some of those intelligence tools and right. practices right. And, and mindsets into how we set our partners up for success. So that's very that, cool. That'd be a core differentiator, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, I want to thank you for your time today. Yeah. Very thank educational. You. We covered a lot of content in a really short amount of time. What What is a great way for people to reach out to you or nuclear networking in general if they want to learn more? Sure, yeah. So just nuclearnetworking.com. Um, and, and if anything piqued your interest, feel free to reach out. Uh, the simplest email we have is hello at nuclearnetworking.com. We'd love to hear from anybody who has questions agrees, disagrees. Right. Uh, this is, like I said, I mean, you're, there's a lot of smart um, SEO folks out there that are going to have different ways and processes of doing things. And so, um, and, and just back to that free competitor deconstruct, right. that's on our website. So if you're even remotely interested in learning about digital marketing, you don't need to sign up. There's no obligation. We'd love to educate for free. So go to our website, nuclearnetworking.com. You can click the proposals tab, free analysis. 
I love that. Yeah. Well, and I, I will put all that in the show notes as well and, and a link so that everybody can find that information. Sure. Like you said before, shop around. Yeah, right? absolutely. Nothing else. Get Try to educate AD yourself. Comparison, yeah. and it's just more education, free education. Right. Right. That never hurts. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, so. Tyler, thank you again for all your time. Cool. Appreciate it very yeah. much. We'll do Thanks it for having me, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know that I did. You can never receive enough free education, so please be sure to take advantage of the free competitor this deconstruct offered by Nuclear Networking. This is honestly the best digital marketing firm I have interacted with to date from satisfaction and the results that they actually truly get their clients. It was a true pleasure having Tyler on the show. Thank you. Also, one last quick plug, we've recently updated the Obsidian website to incorporate our latest offerings in addition to our strategic and operational consulting. From QuickBooks Consulting, tax uh, preparation and planning, and facility management apps. So be sure to check out ObsidianSolutionsLLC.com and see how Obsidian can help you and your business achieve better results. You've been listening to the Better Results Podcast by Obsidian Solutions, hosted by Aaron Pfeiffer. If your business is looking to decrease operating costs, increase revenues, or create extra time for you and your employees, reach out to us. We specialize in strategy development, employee engagement, work process optimization, and simplifying your administration so you can focus on working on your business, not in it. Learn more at www.obsidiansolutionsllc.com. Comments for the show, or if you're interested to be a guest, contact us at the Better Results Podcast at ObsidianSolutionsLLC.com. And follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook at ObsidianSLLC. Thanks for tuning in.